Hello. As usual, I give you a warm welcome as you join us here on Search for Truth. This is your Christian Bible study programme with your Bible teacher, Brian Johnston. Thanks for tuning in. Brian starts a new four-part series today called Pictures of Salvation. He'll be looking at four aspects of the Bible truth of salvation and focusing on each during the next four weeks, God willing. In today's talk, Brian will show from the Bible how we're all under the slavery of sin until we come to the Lord Jesus Christ to be released. So let's go to Brian now for some historical background about slavery in the Roman Empire in New Testament times. Brian. Yes, thanks, John. It's certainly true that slavery was an accepted way of life in the Roman Empire, so much so that perhaps we could call it an institution in those days. Probably at least a quarter of all people in the empire were slaves. When the Apostle Paul was writing his Bible letters, I've read an estimate that something like 20 million slaves would be found just in Italy alone. Most slaves were domestic helps. The household was made up of husband and wife, their children and slaves, and was the most important social unit in the Roman Empire. Slaves were involved at every level of the life of the household. They took care of finances, prepared the food, dressed the householder and his family, nursed the family when they were sick, guarded the estate and the family, read poetry, reminded the master of people's names, provided background music at dinner, served as messengers and doorkeepers, and the women were sometimes concubines. What could be more natural then? than for the Apostle Paul to relate the Christian message of salvation to this very common practice and way of life. At that time, people understood the idea of slavery only too well, and a slave would normally dream of obtaining his or her freedom. It's hardly surprising then that in presenting the Christian message 2,000 years ago, the Apostle Paul used the emotive imagery of freedom from slavery. One place where this picture of salvation is clearly used is found in Romans chapter 6, where Paul says, Thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, you wholeheartedly obeyed the form of teaching to which you were entrusted. You have been set free from sin. We're all used to the appealing images that are used by advertisers in selling their product. Rarely, if ever, does the product deliver on the glamorous image that's implied. But with the Christian message, it's exactly the opposite. No single human idea or analogy can do it justice. That's why in this series, we'll be looking at the four main pictures Paul used at the Holy Spirit's direction to communicate what it means to experience the spiritual salvation that Christianity offers. The picture of human slaves to sin being set free is just one of them. But it's an important one, and it's good if we have a bit more background so that we can appreciate it better. You see, back in the days of the Roman Empire, people became slaves for a number of reasons. Prisoners of war became slaves. Others were kidnapped and sold into slavery, sometimes as a result of piracy. Another source of slaves was purchase from over the boundaries of the empire. 
Roman soldiers involved in frontier wars and rebellions had many opportunities to buy prisoners of war as slaves at auctions. But people often became slaves simply because of poverty. Someone who couldn't pay his debts could be forced into slavery until the debt was paid for in service. When a person was no longer able to obtain food and shelter, that person might make a contract to become a slave. Similarly, if a baby wasn't able to be cared for, it could be made the property of a slave owner. Individuals who were part of the slave trade either collected abandoned babies for later sale themselves or bought them from others who found them. The children of slaves also became the possession of the master. Slavery could also be brought about by conviction in law as a punishment for a serious crime. In summary, it's been said slaves were either born or made. If we pursue the Bible's analogy with slavery as regards our spiritual condition, then we're made to realise that we are sinners by nature and by practice. We inherit a sinful nature from our parents that's traceable all the way back to the disobedience of the first man, Adam. We are all tainted by the original sin. This is our inborn tendency to choose to go our own way. As a result, we are all sinners by practice, and sin spoils our lives. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, the Bible says. And as Jesus himself said in John chapter 8, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. This is a spiritual slavery that extends to everyone on the planet. Sin in our lives can show itself to be a harsh master, as when it leads to the destruction of health or the wreck of family life. The life of a Roman slave at times reflected this. While some slaves might have had a better life than that of poor people who were free, others were confined to the private prison attached to most Roman farms. There the slaves were made to work in chains as they cultivated the fields. The prison appears to have been usually underground and lit by narrow windows. The windows were too high from the ground to be touched by the hand. Slaves who had displeased their masters were punished by imprisonment there. It was where all slaves who could not be depended upon were housed. It all reminds me of what Paul has to say in Galatians chapter 3 and verse 22. The scripture declares that the whole world is a prisoner of sin, so that what was promised, being given through faith in Jesus Christ, might be given to those who believe. But in Roman society, a slave could buy freedom, or someone else could pay a sum of money to obtain a slave's freedom. Freedom was sometimes given as a reward for loyalty. In one case, a woman was set free because she bore four sons who became the master's slaves. Once freedom was attained, the freed person could not be reclaimed as a slave. Sometimes a slave could actually be adopted by the master and inherit equally with the natural sons. This brings us to the good news of Christianity, that all of us who are spiritual slaves to sin can be made free through Jesus Christ. He is the one in whom we have redemption, Ephesians chapter 1 says. The word redemption means to redeem someone by paying the price for them. 
It means liberation by payment of a ransom. The story of redemption in the New Testament of the Bible can be told in three of its original words. The first means to buy in the slave market. The way it's applied in the Bible makes the wonderful story of Christianity very clear. That the Lord Jesus came to this earth as man so that he might buy us in the slave market of sin. The slave market of sin representing the degrading situation into which human disobedience had brought us. The second word for redemption is a word meaning to buy out of the slave market. And it emphasises that the Christian believer now belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ, since it was he who bought us at a price for himself. Do you not know, Paul asks the Corinthian Christians, that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honour God with your body. The redeemed believer on the Lord Jesus is his possession forever, never again to be put up for sale. The idea of a price having been paid brings us to the third word for redemption, which means to liberate by payment of a ransom. All who repent and believe on Jesus Christ are set free, free from the guilt and penalty of their sins. This redemption, this forgiveness of sins, is through his blood, for the ransom price paid for sinners was the death of Jesus, the Son of God, when he was crucified outside Jerusalem 2,000 years ago in God's plan of salvation, his plan to liberate spiritually all who believe. Let's hear more about that tremendous plan from Ephesians chapter 1. God predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ, in accordance with his pleasure and will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace. Our last thought today concerns the fact that believers on the Lord Jesus, the one who has bought them out of the slave market of sin, now have an obligation to live for him. This is how Paul puts it in writing to his Christian friends in Rome. It's Romans chapter 6. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness and the result is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Today's hymn says, Angels cannot sing it, this song of joy and freedom, for mortals only know it, the ransomed and the free. Slaves were they in bondage and deepest misery, but now they sing triumphant, their song of liberty. Tis the song of the soul set free. Singing the 
I hope you found today's study interesting and helpful in understanding why we need God's salvation. All our talks are available as a transcript book to help in further study, or if you missed a programme, you can catch up. Here are the details of how to get the transcript book of these talks. If you want to, you can get it yourself by downloading a copy from churchesofgod.info forward slash media. You could then print your own copy from your computer. If you're not able to do that and need to request a hard copy book, just write in and ask for Pictures of Salvation. You can use email or the post, and here's our address. Search for Truth, Hayes Press, The Barn, Flaxlands, Royal Wootton Bassett, Swindon, SN48DY, UK. Our email address is sft at churchesofgod.info. Now, you may be interested to know that if you go to the website I just mentioned at churchesofgod.info forward slash media, you can listen again to many of these broadcasts off air by audio podcast or MP3 versions. So why not have a go and see what you can find to enjoy? So thanks for the pleasure of your company today. I hope you'll join us next week when Brian will be looking into the truth of justification in our second picture of salvation. I look forward to your company next time. Until then, it's goodbye and very best wishes from our Bible teacher Brian, our producer David, our singers and me, John. So see you again soon and may God in the meantime richly bless you. Tis the song of the souls that free.